When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Trot's Talk. Live the dream. Get involved in harness racing today. NZ Harness Racing. Visit hrnz.co.nz. Kira, good morning. Welcome to Trot's Talk, courtesy of Harness Racing New Zealand. Michael Guerin and Greg O'Connor joining you on Diamonds Day. Yes, down in Invercargill, they have their two massive meetings for the year. One is Invercargill Cup Day. The other is today when they have their age group features for the two- and three-year-olds, always produce some good horses. Greg O'Connor, uh, we had some excellent racing at Alexandra Park on Friday night, but today today's a slightly different type of thing. It's a, a chance for the Southerners to go up against the Cantabs, and usually a horse comes out of this who's going to be an open-class horse somewhere. Yeah, morning to you, Michael. It is an important day for the Southerners, their Diamonds Day. They've got some big promotions on course. Uh, they're giving away a diamond ring. It's a good idea. $5,700, I think it's worth. And the ladies who go on track, if they have a $5 bet, that gets them a ticket each and every time they do that into the draw to win that. So, uh, yeah, it's not only on the track, but off it as well. They, they work pretty hard for this meeting. But you're right, Michael. Some of the horses that have come through races like the Supremacy, uh, Million Dollar Earner, Highview Tommy, Auckland Cup winner, Auckland Reactor, New Zealand Cup winner, Changeover, uh, and in recent times, the likes of Heaven Rocks and Eamon Maguire. Last couple of years, it's been Nathan Williamson, who's one of our guests today with Regazzo, Mac and Sandwave. So it's a good race, as is the Oaks. So looking forward to though, both those features. And, and the two-year-olds as well. Um, Mark Purden, who we're going to catch up with very shortly, has a couple of charges along with his son, Nathan, and uh, they head the market. Not surprisingly, there's only been seven runnings of the Diamond Creek Farm two-year-old classic and they've won it four times. Okay, the code word for today, because it is Diamonds Day down there in Bacargo, was either diamond or diamonds, either or for you. So text in double eight double three your name, your TAB account number, uh, where you are in the country, and the code word diamond or diamonds. We'll take both. And maybe give us a reason why producer dude Robbie should give you a $50 bonus bit courtesy of the tab. Before we go all the way down south, we're going to pop across town for where I am to Alexandra Park, where on Friday night, Muscle Mountain was too good in the Lower Creek. He led, got things easy, and was way too fast, as he often is. But the pacing race, the Taylor Mile, was a vastly different beast. The pressure was on early. That undid copy that. And this is what unfolded. Copy that goes a length in front. Self assured. Better Eclipse Akuta down the outside. It's copy that. Self assured trying to draw him back. Better Eclipse and Akuta on the outside. Self assured now from copy that. Self assured. Copy that. Akuta charges late. So oh, very tight. Oh, I can't pick it here. They're wide apart too. Self-assured Akuta, they've hit it locked together. Photo third. It was Copy proper that. tight. It, it looked like Self-assured might have actually got there, but Akuta outside angle getting up by a nose. So the four-year-old wins the Taylor Mile, which used to be a four-year-old race. 
And Ian Dobson, the owner of Akuta, is also the owner of Muscle Mountain. So not the first time he's had a feature race double with those two horses. He did some on Grand Prix Day at Eddington. Mark Purden is the co-trainer and driver of Akuta. Good morning to you, Mark. Good morning, mate, and good morning, listeners. Mate, what did you make of that on, on Friday night? Was it a case, now you've had a chance to look at the replay, that the race was set up for one of you swoopers, or has Akuta gone better than his previous starts because he's getting fitter, or was it both? Yeah, well, the, the race was, you know, it, obviously that fast lead time was, was um, setting it up for something that wasn't going to do the work, and... Um, you know, Akuta was well, well. Actually, the first three home were, were, were that sort of were in those positions. But uh, you know, I, I thought even in the race, Akuta did go a great race. So uh, you know, I, I just thought he was he was knocking on the door to to win one of the big ones with just having the right run and and, and following a better eclipse down the back. I think was probably the winning of the race for him, just having that cover all the way down the back and round the last corner before he had to move in the run home. Mark, looking at them, there just doesn't appear to be much between these horses. I mean, Copy, that's obviously very good when he can lead in particular, and that didn't work out for him on Friday because he was worked over early. Um, Self-Assured's been magnificent. I think the Australian's pretty good. Uh, Old Town Road's yeah. a good horse, and Akuta's in there. So I can't remember an, an open-class crop quite this even for a very long time. No, no, I thought better, better Eclipse's run was as good as any of them for, for the work he did from the from the 800 on or 700 on. Um, you know, he, he didn't go down by much. So, uh, you know, I think, I think, yeah, as you say, they're all very even. It's just sort of going to be the runs they get and it's going to separate them in these big races coming up. Mark, congratulations uh, on the win. Uh, really, really top performance from Akuta. Off the back of, of his run in the race where he didn't have all favours, what's the pathway now for both of these boys, Akuta and, of course, Self-Assured? Um, is, is the Obviously, the Auckland Cup at the end is the end goal, but how many starts between now and then? Yeah, well, we've got um, like the Messenger next week um, and then the the dad's race, the Roy Purden Memorial and, and the Auckland Cup. So probably just those three before we make a call on whether, you know, what we might do as far as Brisbane goes. All right, we await that, I suppose, uh, till after the Auckland Cup and what unfolds over the next month or five weeks. Mark, it's been a, a busy week for you guys. A couple of excellent performances on Thursday night at Addington Raceway. OK, Boomer did what you would have probably expected him to do against the class of horse that he was in, but Paramount Empress, she's really jumped out of the ground. Two starts, two wins, a big step up it was on Thursday night, but she's she's really coming to it. Yeah, she is, yeah. She's, um, yeah, she's always one that, you know, she's just had the ability. She's just taken a little bit of time and... and and that, but um, yeah, she's it was a really encouraging run that she's going to go on and do quite a nice job, I thought, last start. All right, it didn't just finish on Friday night because you have a couple of juveniles down there at Invercargill. It's the Diamond Creek Farm, a race that you've had good success in, even though the race is only in its infancy. And you've got the two favourites, Major Hot and Vesem, this afternoon. Vesem, two from two, and excellent in the kindergarten. 
He is to cope with barrier 8 today, whilst Major Hot has barrier 2. Is that enough to potentially turn the uh, tables on the stablemate Major Hot over Vesem this time? It could well be. Um, you know, he hasn't gone down by much, and it's certainly quite an advantage on the on the draw. Um, and saying that, probably the extra distance going into 2200 might be might help Vesem a little bit. Um, yeah, he probably had the opportunity to get get round at some point if uh, player opts to go back or, or whether he goes forward and, and takes a handier spot um, just remains to be seen but uh, still going to be an exciting race and both both very nice horses but uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Major Hot came, up, came out on top on this occasion. Alright, looking forward to that this afternoon. Mark, as a result of uh, Friday night's Taylor Mile you're going to have a wee spell on the sideline. You, you copped a wee suspension there <laughs> for... Uh, Getting a little bit over exuberant with the stick, according to what I read on the stewards' uh, report. What does that mean, drivers-wise, going forward? Uh, and when are you back? Uh, well, I get back for um, Dad's race uh, later in May, and and the Auckland Cup. So I'm pleased about that. Unfortunately, I'm going to miss sort of those the premier meeting at premier premier meeting at Eddington. Um, with Don't Stop Dreaming, but uh, I'm sure Nat will be keen to take the reins there, so we'll lose, uh, probably gain, gain there, <laughs> perhaps. But, uh, yeah, just one of those things, Greg, at, at this stage. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll probably just talk to um, Bob Hunt on the matter matter and just see what she thinks about Akuta and whether it might be an appropriate time to, to do a maintenance on him. So, uh, yeah, yeah, maybe he, he may not start in the messenger. I'll just have a talk to Barbara first and see what she thinks. Okay, so Mark, just to clarify that, you're saying Akuta may not start in the Messenger next week? Yes, he may not. Okay. Um, yeah. With the whip rule, so obviously you're a very experienced guy. It's not like you're out there getting all excited and, and uh, you know, obviously you know what you're doing. So is it a case that it's just hard to fight your nature? Because obviously you weren't whipping the horse hard. We can obviously see that you were tapping it, using the reins and the whip together. Is it a case that in a close finish you're trying to get the best out of the horse and and old habits come out, or do you not count them? Is it is it impossible to count them in those scenarios? Because I've never been out there. So some people would say, well, how can one of the best drivers in the country break the whip rule in a Group 1 race? So talk us through how it works. <laughs> yeah, well, there's not much. It's, it's your action. It wasn't the amount of times so I've struck the horse, but it's the action and... and uh, you can you only be deemed to be more of a flicking action once your wrist sort of comes back. They deem that as um, outside the outside the rules and, and what's acceptable. So uh, you know if you and you and you sort of probably get a little bit more anxious when when you know your horse is responding well to it. So uh, you know, some horses you know when they've had enough, and, and others that you know you you're getting getting maximum out of them and they're responding so uh, yeah, in this case that was the case and uh, but but they, they deemed my action a little bit too excessive what do you make of the whip rules because I, I, I don't know I, I don't drive in races so I'm not sure whether we've got it right or got it wrong um, sometimes it seems to me that like I watched that race a couple of times on Friday night and there seemed to be nothing untoward in what you were doing obviously you weren't hitting the horse hard so have we gone too far with this, or with public perception being what it needs to be, Mark? Is it a case that you just got to roll with it? If this is what's deemed to be the rules, you've got to roll with them because I suppose you can't really change them. 
But uh, yeah, when I watch that myself as a as an animal lover, I have no issues with it. No, no. Look, yeah, I think it's probably just taken a little bit too far now. Like, and um, you know, it's just you see a lot of you know good meetings with the thoroughbreds too, and and some of the top jockeys aren't there, which I think it's a shame. It's a shame for racing when when they're not. And, uh, but you know, same with Elko. Now there's a lot of good drivers like Colin De Philippi's one that's probably copped enough, and and Brent Mangs is another one up the north. But um, I think overall, you know, there's been a number of top drives sidelined on on good races that um, you know for for things that probably are just taken a little bit overboard. Uh, Millwood Nike went round in the non-tote on Friday night, and she just seemed to to jog around and a little bit of a trial for her is. Where's she at, Mark? Is she a horse who, who's getting better? Is she a horse who's because she's quite big? Is she has she been through her growing phase? Because she just seems to turn up every week, and every week's just nonplussed to her. She just seems to jog around and win very easily. Is it quite as easy as it looks? Yeah, it is now, and she's sort of racing better in front too. She enjoyed her work on Friday night, but there was only the two of us, of course. But uh, um, you know, the option was after a her last start was to give us some time off and um, and maybe just focus on the heat before the final but she was just doing so well and I just, you know, there's only these three runs left and I just thought she might get away from me if we do it that way and just have the two runs so uh, I was pleased she went around Friday and as I say she enjoyed the work, it was a stroll in the park for her and she's come through really really great and really feeling good and she's in a good place, She's, I, th- I think she's fully developed now I don't think she's going to grow much more, and um, yeah, so she's going to be a lovely, lovely here come come the spring of this year. How's the partnership going with Nathan? It, it seems to be very dialed in. It seems to be the fact that when you're on the North Island, the horses in the South still perform just like you're there. So it's almost like um, <laughs> excuse excuse the uh, the way of summing it up, but it's almost like Nathan's a carbon copy of you. He seems to do things exactly the same way you do, <laughs> and the results seem to be the same. Yes, yeah, well, he, he, you know, he's, he's passionate, he's, he's keen and he's got the energy, but he's a great communicator and uh, we, we talk every day, sometimes twice a day and, uh, you know, he, he thinks a lot about the training and, and how he's going to work them and, and he always runs that by me and, um, you know, sometimes we make adjustments and sometimes he's, I think he's got it spot on. So, uh, yeah, I, I think the key to it is the communication side of things that keeps it so, so good and... Um, and the team going so well. Well, mate, you're doing a super job uh, both in the north and for Nathan in the south. Uh, good luck today in Invercargill. And, yeah, we might see you at Alexandra Park without the driving pants on on Friday night. <laughs> Look forward to it, mate. <laughs> it's Mark Purden who uh, took out the messenger. It was not the Taylor Mile, my apologies, um, with Akuta. Greg, interesting there. Maybe no Akuta mm. for the messenger. So uh, I'm picking that market might change a little bit because it was each of three, copy that him and self-assured, I would suggest it's not a betting opportunity for anybody because it's probably going to come down to who draws the best out of self-assured, better eclipse, uh, and uh, copy that. But of course, Mark also is, is renowned for changing his mind. But yeah, interesting to think he might miss the messenger. Yeah, exactly. Especially seeing he felt going into the race by Grins that the more racing Akuta could have, the fitter he would get. And that stood to him on Friday night. But yeah, it's just a, a, another example of the great horseman he is. He doesn't have to line them up every week. And we're talking about another $90,000 race, So, and he part-owns 
uh, Akuta, of course. So, um, yeah, he's always thinking of the horse, and it's just no greater example than exactly what he's just said. Akuta, uh, $3. Copied that $3. Self-assured, 3 So each of three at $3 for the messenger. This is this Friday night at Alexandra Park. Also on is the National Trot, where... Uh, Muscle Mountain is a dollar thirty. So at this stage, Ian Dobson favoured to get the Group One double, but you just heard it there live, and that is about as live as it gets. No guarantee. A cooter heads to the Messenger this week. So look, you could make a case you could back the other two at three dollars, but there's not a great deal of percentage in that. So I don't think it's information we can make much money on. But still, we'll see how the week unfolds. That's the first seg of Trot's Talk, courtesy of Harness Racing New Zealand. If you want more harness racing info, they have a great lift out on Diamonds Day today on hrnz.co.nz. So every day there's a preview for every harness racing meeting in the country and a review. All the info you need is there. Get your text in. Open your phone up, double eight double three, to... Be in the draw for a $50 bonus bet, courtesy of the tab. And we need your name, your TAB account number, and the code word for today, which is diamond. We'll take diamonds, either one. Chuck either one of those in, and producer dude Robbie will give a $50 bet, courtesy of the tab, to our winner, which hopefully you can make some magic with this week. On the other side of this break, we're heading all the way down to the south for the Southern Man segment, which is going to include a Southern woman in Kirsten Green because we're looking for some winners on Diamonds Day. I'm a Southern man And I'm so brilliant. I got the South in my blood And I'm going to be here till I'm dead and Yes, it is the Southern Man segment, and we head south, of course, for the big day. Diamonds Day down there at Ascot Park in Vicargill. Uh, appropriately, we're going to catch up with uh, Nathan Williamson, who's got a big day ahead of him. And as uh, we join you now, Nathan, tell me about the weather and what we can expect uh, around the Ascot Park circuit today. Yeah, good morning, Greg. Look, um, the weather's beautiful this morning. Um, we've had a real mild morning and uh, sun shining, and it. Um, really warm but uh, the forecast doesn't read too well it says that we're going to get a bit of wind and the weather's going to change and there will be um, some showers later on but it looks significantly better than what the the weather map was telling us yesterday so let's hope it doesn't come to too much and uh, yeah I'm sure the racing will still um, overshadow the weather. Nate, the Invercargill Cup day is obviously a very big day for you guys but almost it's superseded by this is that is that a fair assessment? Yeah, I'd say so. This has usually been the pinnacle of our year. Um, obviously, Invercargill Cup Day last year was sort of quite special with it being elevated to Group 1 status. But, yeah, look, the um, yeah this this meeting is sort of the pinnacle of all the age group horses and the finals for all them and everything like that. So it's, yeah, kind of, uh, you know, a lot of good horses on track. And, uh, yeah, it's always an exciting day. And you've grabbed the last couple of Southern Supremacies uh, with Regazzo Mac and uh, Sandwave. So let's get into your chances today. And, gee, there's been some uh, shorteners with the bookies, and one of those has been Storyteller. You're driving race two for Des Baines. Excellent on debut and a horse with a fair rep, a rep, rather. That's right. Yeah, no, he's a lovely horse. Um, he was lucky enough to drive him for Des the other day, and he went really well. Um, yeah, obviously awkwardly drawn, so that's not going to make the job easy, but uh, he's got the talent to overcome the draw, I think. Um, obviously, always um, always good pulling on Dez's colours. Blair's normally 
his, his um, was still in the event on Lucky Day. Oh, we've just uh, lost Nathan there slightly. He was talking about repetitive being the second of the Des Baines uh, runners in the event, and Blair Orange uh, does drive that one. Uh, so Nathan aboard Storyteller in race number two, a $2.20 favourite from an opening quote of around $3. Are you there, Nate? Have we still got him? Maybe not. His next three drives are all double-figure Odds uh, options, and they are Warrior Eastern, Janaka's Delight, and a better watch out. His own horse, Raka Murph, goes round in the race we just talked about, the Alabar Southern Supremacy Stakes, which he has won on the last couple of occasions. Comes up with a wide front row barrier draw. Nathan, I think we've got you back there. Um, he's gone good in both of his runs this time in, but it won't be easy from out there. Sorry, I just missed you there, Greg. What, what horse are we talking just about? Just talking about Raka Murph. Yeah, he's raced well, um, perhaps down on his best form through the spring, but uh, we're hoping he's sort of building towards the big day. Obviously, he's an outside chance in that field, which is very talented, but um, no, we're happy with him, and he's definitely on an upward trajectory. We're just um, hopeful that he's uh, you know, back to his best. What about Get Up and Dance in the Regent Carcourt Southern Cup, Southern Country Cups final? Just of note, Franco Norton has come out of the race, so the favourite for... This year's Country Cups final has come out. But get up and dance. We know his ability. We've seen it uh, not only down south, but at Addington as well. Uh, of course, at Woodend Beach these days. But a horse you know well. What could we expect from him today? Well, I suppose that's the million-dollar question with him. He does tend to run a little bit hot and cold. Um, his best version would be very hard to beat in this field. And um, I thought his run last start at Addington, his sectionals were very good. So... But with a clean getaway, which is normally pretty safe away and a, and a nice run, as long as there's genuine tempo, I think he can um, finish on over most of them and certainly his, his best day would see him uh, right on the finish. All right, your train and drive Fovo straight in race number nine. Has a second row draw to overcome, but is pretty well supported with the book around 6.50. Yeah, he's pretty honest. Um, he doesn't sort of have much luck with his draws and he's usually having to do a bit of work in the race, but... That said, he isn't blessed with a huge turn of foot, so he's sort of got to be put into the race. And, and um, yeah, he, he's, he's, he's pretty game. The harder they go, the better he sort of likes it. So, um, you know, Diamond's Day, sort of there might be a bit of pressure around. And, uh, yeah, that could suit him. He's training well, and I, I think he's definitely a first full chance. All right, Jimmy Carter, for your dad in race 10, always has the ability to win a race, uh, any race he goes in, but doesn't always bring it to race day, does he? That's dead right with um, Jimmy. Look, if he if he trotted away, he'd have to be one of the ones to beat. Um, as you say, his best form's right up there, but uh, yeah, Jimmy sometimes gets it wrong. So look, it'll just depend on his manners through the first piece. If he's if he's trotting and um, you know even sort of somewhere midfield or not beyond that, um, he should be a, an each way player. But uh, he's just got to bring his manners. And you're getting behind the club in the last, the Nathan Williamson Racing Stables Mobile Pace. It'd be an ideal race to win with Hurricane Hendrick so you can get some of your sponsorship back. Yeah, that's right. That'd be great. Um, look, he's um, yeah, he's a, he's a talented horse and a horse I have a bit of an opinion of. Um, just, yeah, still probably 12 months away from reaching his peak, I think. He's, he's quite immature and he's got a lot of speed, but he's probably, um, you know, not um, at full strength yet. So I think we're going to see a better horse in 12 months, but... Um, he's been racing really well and training good, so um, we'll to use, look to use the draw, and um, no, I think he could be right there. Nate, for the SENZ 
Trots Talk listeners, what's the best chance for you today? Yeah, I'll probably lean towards Storyteller. He looks like he's a, a promising maiden, and um, I actually thought there wasn't much between Dez's two maidens. And um, yeah, look, I think they could probably um, run the Cornella in that race early on. So um, yeah, let's hope uh, yeah I could be on the winning end of that. It'd be great. All right, Nathan, really appreciate your time as always. Uh, good luck this afternoon. Uh, thanks very much, Greg. Cheers. Right, we've got a couple of the big names in Southern Harness uh, on Trot's Talk today. Spoken to Nathan Williamson. Now Kirsten Green joins us. Uh, morning to you, Kirsten. Good morning, Greg. Yeah, how's things down there? Because uh, you've got a pretty busy day ahead of you. <laughs> yeah, we have. No, uh, we're on course and all organised, so ready to attack. All right, let's see where you will be attacking because Captain Meister takes his place in race number two. First up, son of Captain Treacherous. Gee, there's a bit of breeding about this guy when you consider that uh, Major Meister is half as one of Cranbourne and Bendigo Cup in the last sort of four or five months. Um, what do we make of his trials? Because to the eye, he looks to have talent. Yeah, he is a very talented horse, but um, unfortunately he's just a little bit green at the moment. So um, the one draw potentially might be a little bit tricky for him just getting, and you know coming out at speed and getting into that first bend. So um, he's just one that I think in another six months he'll really be hitting his straps. So, yeah, he's capable of taking it out today, but whatever he does, he'll he'll go out for a wee spell after today and, and work back up and, and he'll be a big improvement next time in, I think. Yeah, certainly looks a great form race with uh, the two of Des Baines that Nathan's just been talking about and your guys. So there'll be a lot of form to come out of the second. Uh, Ruby Seddon in race number four, probably in the right sort of grade for Ruby, but uh, there's a couple of smarties in here, Masterclass and Elizabeth Hill. What are your expectations uh, with Ruby Seddon today? Yeah, those two you just listed, I think they probably just might have the jump on her today, but... Um... Up until last start, she'd been racing super, and then she just raced a wee bit flat the other day, so um, Doug's freshened her up, and um, on her day, she can put up a really good race, but um, yeah, I think the other two just might have the jump, so sort of third, third or fourth, I think, would be her go today. All right, Louis Girl in race number five. Here's a bit of an interesting bred horse, probably the most uh, interesting on the day, by former open-class pacer Lord Forbes. There's Philly, trained by Gavin Forbes, and... Yeah, I, I know it's reasonably long in the Diamond Creek, but um, there's a bit of story behind that, and he's he's a great uh, he's a great man, Gavin. Yeah, great man, and I think he's pretty chuffed to have um, a wee filly in a, in the race like that by his own stallion. So sure, caught herself well. She's actually I had a drive on her at the trials. So she's actually a lovely little filly, but as you know, it's pretty tough up against the Colts and Impertons too. You know, they're they're pretty good horses. So yeah, I'd say follow her along next season. I think she could have the making of a wee Oaks filly next year. All right, well, we'll do, certainly do that. Betting Sensation and Carrera Sunset, uh, both out of your barn, take their place in the Macca Lodge, Neville R. Southern Oaks. It's a deep race. It's it's always been a very good race. And, yeah, your fillies are going well. Carrera Sunset certainly done nothing wrong. Yeah, she's but the same as Captain Meister. It's all just sort of come about too soon for her. Um, I really think a lot of her at, at times, she sort of gives you the watch me now feel, and that's a pretty big statement. But... Um, she, yeah, she's got a, a lot of ability, but this prep this time, she sort of come to me late and um, we sort of realised she was pretty good and banged the heat into her and she ran fourth, gave her a quick spell because she just lightly framed Philly and brought her back up quick. So this is only her fourth race day start. So she's just lacking that bit of ring craft and strength. But um, if they go hard and she could get a, a last run at, run at them, she's definitely capable. So, 
yeah, she just um, just probably needs another couple months under her belt. In um, fitting sensation, she's really lovely, silly. She tries so hard. Um, she definitely deserves to take her spot, but um, she just had a bit of bad luck. Her last two starts locked up wheels, and Rory said she was struggling like a winner last start. So for the same boat as the other filly, if they go hard and she can get a, a stab at them, she'll um, she should you know she go close to a check too. We'll be watching closely at the start of the Southern uh, Cups final because if Tommy steps with them, we know he can go with them. Yeah, um, he's actually training supers. I brought him back into Ascot Park and gave him a couple of standing starts on Wednesday and never missed a beat. Um, so, yeah, fingers crossed we can get away and, and he'd get a bit of money. He's, um, yeah, he's, the Uncut Gems is in a fortnight and he's sort of getting ready to peak for that. So he's as good as I can have him and just hopefully we can get him away. All right, looking forward to seeing uh, him. Of your remaining chances, your drive hit the lights for Wayne McEwen. Uh, Madrick, of course, we know the abilities there, just needs to uh, get the manners right. And you've got Waddleback Arnie, and he's a meister in the last. Which one should we have something on? Oh, <laughs> I'd have to say probably Waddleback Arnie, because at least I know he'll, he'll get away <laughs> from the mobile. So, <laughs> um, yeah, no, he and hit the lights for a place. Um, she's actually went real good the other day, so... And it's probably not quite as tough a field. So, yeah, probably just a place for those two would be my best chances. All right. Really appreciate you coming on, Kirsten. Uh, it's a big day for you guys down there in the south, and you've well represented by your stable, which is going so well. So uh, all the very best to you, and, um, yeah, go well. Great. Thanks, Greg. Thank you, Gregory, for leading that. Um, I thought Ahoka Connor was, was close to the bed of the day. I wasn't sure what to make of... Uh, the two-year-old race after listening to Mark's comments about his two runners. Did you have a couple? I'll tell you what, you want to write right? down Carrera Sunset, though, uh, Michael. Not so much for today, but if she's comparing her to Watch Me Now, yeah, uh, a group one winner of the Breeders, holy heck. Well, the horse in race two, number one, it's got a fair bit of ability as well. So it's, it's, she's got a, a good team around her. What, what did you make of today for those who want to have a bet? Uh, obviously Franco Norton has come out of the cup down there for, for 40k so that's disappointing for uh, for Six McRae but what did you make of, of the day as a punting operation? I quite like a horse Michael in race four called Masterclass he's a good horse. He, he, he's not um, wasn't the top of the, the three year old age group but he, he showed enough ability and he's had one run back I reckon he's a very very good bet today so race four at number one. Yes I'm with you Ahoka Connor can't see any reason why he won't win the Southern Supremacy. And Peregrine is a very good trotting mare. Takes her place off the back mark uh, in race number 10. So I reckon you multi up those three, Michael. You would not be far away. Although there'll be plenty with multis with our next guest when we uh, come back off the back of the break. Tyler Jew. He's got three favourites, Michael. $2 or less. Looking forward to finding out more about how Tyler goes about his business after this break. Get your text in though for your chance to win a $50 bonus bet courtesy of the tab. Double eight double three is the text number. We need your name, your TAB account number and the code word for today is DIAMONDS because it's Diamonds Day down there in the deep south. Back shortly with more from the Invercargill Mega Meeting. Welcome back to Trot's Talk on Diamonds Day out of Invercargill today. And one man who seems to have the bookies running scared is Tyler Dew. He has three horses in today, all very short in the opening fixed odds markets. He's taken time out of his day to join us. Good morning to you, Tyler. Hey, God, mate. Mate, I'm going well, thank you. Um, you're going pretty well too because you've got the bookies on the run. Uh, is it a good feeling to have horses that are rated so highly or is it is it putting the pressure on you? I suppose it is a good 
feeling mixed to a degree, but um, I think some of them are false, um, especially from the from the draws. But um, it is exciting, you know, when you've got a couple of good chances going in. I, I do look at that a wee bit, but at the end of the day, it's a horse race, and you know, sometimes the bookies can get it wrong. Hey Tyler, Greg here, mate. Congratulations on the way things are going. I think you've had twenty odd starters for about eight wins this season, and your strike rate's nothing short of outstanding. Let's see if we can continue that. The punters are hoping so in the first uh, because you've got a first starter, Judith Gwenda. This one uh, bred by Tony Barron, and it's part owned by the sponsor of the race and Craig Hayrick. So the stars are starting to align here a wee bit. Is that how you see it? Um, not quite. Greg, she's um, still relatively inexperienced. Um, she's one of the ones I think is very false favourite. She, she's, um, she is getting better and better. But um, Stonewall's one and uh, uh, Maddie Williamson's one, um, they look, to what I reckon, have her on class a little bit. But um, look, I said to the owner at the start of the week. Uh, would be very happy if she runs in five. So um, she, she is getting better and better, but, yeah, hopefully the better delight can come out in her today because it'll have to for her to be featuring. All right. Well, she's a $2 favourite, so uh, punters need to heed those words. Race number three, you've got a couple of runners in here. Uh, the Lady Bird, who was the last start winner. Jeremy Douglas drives uh, this one. And Beautiful Noise, who's very short. So these are both off the second row. Uh, $10, The Lady Bird. $2, Beautiful Noise, who, of course, was formerly trained by Tank Ellis. Yeah, that's right. Um, just a shame about the draws. But, look, The Lady Bird's uh, first go up in grade. Um, it's a significant rise in grade two, so she'll be taking all the shortcuts home and, um, you know, hopefully she's hitting the line. And Beautiful Noise, yeah, she was a, um, a, just a recent purchase for some loyal owners, um, Murray Full, Warren McGowan. And look, it's been more woe than go with her. She's um, been quite keen and quite well in her work, so... If she recaptures her form, that tank had her win at uh, Christmas time there. She went some slashing races up around Eddington and Omacal. She's going to need a lot of luck from the draw, but um, I'm expecting quite a big run. All right. Sliding blies go on, and the anti-choking device goes on uh, as well. Uh, just tell me about that, that second gear change there. That's just to help her breathe? Yeah, I just wasn't quite happy with her. I, I um, went up in the stands and watched her, watched her work, and I could... I could just hear her breathing a wee bit funny, so um, it's a handy piece of gear. When I was working for Michael House, he used it on quite a lot, and since we put it on, she's been good as gold. So he's hoping it uh, it does it, you know, somewhat helps her. All right, Murray's girls got an awkward draw in race number nine, but she's raced very well since you've had her. Yep, she's going very good. Um, big thank you to Greg and Nina for sending her down and leaving uh, leaving her with me. Look. She has been consistent. I thought last start was below par, but it was her third run in three weeks. She said a wee freshen up, and she's showing up around Eddington ways. Look, if they go hard and she gets a card into it, she will be having one of the last days at them. So, look, she's going to need, lead, need a lot of luck, but she's uh, she's pretty on. We're pretty happy with her. All right, and you finally get a barrier draw in the last with Northview Peg, who's uh, first up in a wee while, but clearly has the ability. What have you made of her since she's been in the barn? Yeah, a couple of two trials, handy in both of them. 
Um, she's the lowest assessed horse. I think she is outclassed. There's a couple of quality horses in there, but like you say, off the scene for 12 months, she's probably going to lack a run or two to get to full race fitness, but if she gets to suck along the pegs there, I wouldn't be surprised to see her run in four. All right. What's the best of your team, Tyler? What uh, would you point the SENZ Trotstalk listeners into if you were to have one choice today? Um, it would just have to be beautiful noise. Just If she recaptures that form she was showing a couple of months ago, she'll be very hard to beat. Thanks for joining us, Tyler. Go well today, mate, and our thanks for the very frank appraisal of your horse's chances. Thanks. Cheers, guys. Tyler Jew has three horses well on the market today on Diamonds Day. That's no small effort indeed, and kicking off in the first on the card. So all those odds available on tab.co.nz. Another break coming up on the other side of this. We're going to talk about the upcoming sales at Karaka because NZBS are giving the hosting the wonderful weanling sale, which has really, really taken off in the last couple of years. Uh, more on that on the other side of this break. Get your text into double eight double three name TRB account number and today's code word diamonds. You have about five minutes to get your text into double eight double three with your name, your TRB account number, and our code word for today diamonds. We'll take Diamond. It's OK, too, because it's Diamond's Day in Vicargill. First on the card, they're not too far away. Also not too far away, a little bit longer away, is the weanling sale for New Zealand Bloodstock Standard Bread, and Cam Bray is the harness racing rep. Good morning to you, Cam. Yeah, Mick, how are you today? Mate, I'm feeling good about life. Look, I'm looking forward to the racing today down there. I like a bit of clash between the, the Southerners and the Cantabs. It'll be a bit of fun. And this weanling sale, now it's on Auckland Cup Eve, is that correct? That's right, yeah, on the Thursday prior to obviously uh, the Auckland Cup, the 25th of May at Caraca, uh, starting at 12 noon, so uh, what else would you want to do before a, a lovely big race meeting? Well, probably of all the sales in both codes that I go to, this is the sale that has percentage-wise exploded the most in the last five years. Five years ago, people were, were giving harness racing weanlings away. There was no real market for them. Um, now, a lot of the yearling buyers are thinking, hey, let's buy this, keep it for eight months, um, because it's going to be a lot cheaper than, than buying a yearling at the same price. And I tell you what, Cam, it's, it's a market which is, well, I would, I would have said it's more than doubled, probably tripled in average in the last couple of years. Yeah, you know, as you know, Mick, I do sell a few bloodstock sales around the place, and this would be the, uh, I wouldn't say the easiest sale, but is the most pleasing sale to sell. We clear, um, look, in the past of the sale, we've tidied up even after sales, being 100% cleared by the time, you know, you have tea that night. It's it's that a good of a sale, the demand is that high, and look, we averaged close to, or just a tickle over 15,000 last year, so... When you actually put it into, in, into terms, it, like it, it averages close to half of what the Australian yearling sales uh, average. Um, it's a premium product. It's by no means now a dumping ground. It's actually, you know, there's a really some really pinhookable pin uh, opportunities there. The, the size represented, um, you know, you have the likes of Betters, Art Major, uh, American Ideal, Captain Crunch, Lazarus, but all the sizes are there. Um, you know, we have some fantastic uh, siblings to stakes winners. Um, yeah, it's 
it's a really big thing on our calendar now. Is it easier to sell c- comparing, for example, the Gallops, the weanling market to the, the yearling market are vastly different. Is it a bit easier with these horses because there tends to be, heading forward, less concern around scopes and knees, which at the thoroughbred sales knock about half the horses off many people's buying list because we're not selling paces and trotters to Hong Kong and, and we're not having that rigid amount of vetting for them at the yearling sales. Is it a case that we don't have those concerns around the weanlings? Yeah, yeah, we're sort of generally selling uh, to end users in, in a lot of respects and, um, and, and to be fair, over the years, um, you know, th- th- that sale has actually got better and better and better as far as um, confirmation-wise, so you could go there, you can buy with confidence, you actually buy a structured, really sound, great individual. The fact of the matter is just that some of these big guys, Alabar and Woodlands and that, they, they just can't physically take a hundred and something yearlings to a sale. This is just too tough. Um, and this is part of their business, uh, and I think it's actually been a really positive spin for harness racing in Australasia, because bearing in mind, we do sell a lot of these weanlings now, do go to the Australian market, destined for sales through Australia. Okay, how many do we have catalogued and, and how do people have a look at them all? Because there's nothing more fun than getting online and opening the catalogue and looking at the pictures and going through them. It's, um, it's quite addictive. Yeah, so we have 123 lots in the sale, um, uh, represented by 22 different size. Three of those are first season size, um, which, are, which is really quite cool. Elite Stride, um, there's a... Uh, Captain Midnight and uh, I should have researched that. I forgot the last name of the other one, but it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, you can come down the day before. So we're talking the 24th of uh, May uh, to Caraca. From 1 o'clock in the afternoon, they're going to stable side parade uh, each vendor, um, vendor by vendor. So you can really sit down and go through them with a fine-tooth comb. Plus, as I say, they'll be on site from the day previous to that. So they're going to be on site three or four days previous to selling. Um, so you have all the time in the world to come down. And again, you know, uh, come and enjoy the sale and then go and enjoy the races the next day. I take it, Cam, the uh, the online bidding site will be up and running and there'll be coverage online so people can, can play along if they can't be there on the day? Yeah, no, that's part and parcel of our business now. Once upon a time, it was quite a conscious thing. We had to discuss all this. But yes, it is It is part and parcel of what we do every day of the week now. The online bidding service is, is up and operational. If anyone needs any information in regards to that, just head through to the NZB Standard Bread website. Uh, it'll show you, you know, you can go and register online. It gives you all the, uh, the, the cataloging, online catalogue with the photos, any information you need to know in regards to um, have there been veterinary or, or surgical um, uh, surgical uh, certificates lodged so all the information is on that website if you need any notes I will have seen by tomorrow afternoon 99% of them I think I haven't seen one horse Uh, so if people are looking more than welcome to get in touch Mate, thanks for your time. We're looking forward to talking about it more closer to the weanling sale coming up in late May at Karaka Cambrai from New Zealand Bloodstock Standard Bread. And Greg, just reiterate your tips for today for down there at Diamonds Day at Invercargill because it's it's a big one and I think there is a nice multi or nice multi chances available. Yeah, masterclass, race four, number one. I think it'd be very hard to beat manners permitting. Ahoka Connor, as you've already mentioned, is the pin-up horse of the day in many respects and Peregrine, uh, so that's race seven, number one, and then race ten, number eleven. Multi them up, Michael. I don't think we'll be too far away and yeah, looking forward to that uh, weanling sale. There'll be plenty more information, particularly coming up on our box seat show.
Thank you, Gregory, for doing all the heavy lifting today. Um, we'll try and update people on the box seat too, which is on Wednesday, on whether a cooter, we'll know if he's going to start or not, but what the plans are. Is a cooter going to be in the messenger? Producer Dude Robbie, who won the $50 today? They're not going to get it to spend on Diamond Day, but it'll give them a nice boost to their day. Yeah, a lot of interaction as well, um, which I appreciate every, uh, as per usual. But um, Jerry gets the bet today. He's, uh, he's having a bit of a struggle health-wise within the family, and he says he thinks he deserves a free bet. Well, I agree. Yep, I agree, Jerry. Good luck to you and the missus. I hope she get, feels better soon. Hey, that's Trot's Talk. Turn on trackside very shortly. There's a whole bunch of harness racing coming up from Invercargill. It'll be super. The odds on tab.co.nz.